Hi, and welcome to Beer with Geeks. Uh, this message is to tell you that uh, the following episode of Beer with Geeks is a crossover episode with the comic book Kaiju podcast. And so the intro after the opening theme will be slightly different, uh, but stick with us. It's a good episode, so please enjoy. Thought Bubble Audio. Up in the sky! You will never find the more wretched hive of scum and villainy. Welcome to Beer with Geeks with Tim and Frank. Who are you? I'm Batman. I am Iron Man. Your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Hi, Christopher. I'm Nero. My name is Inigo Montoya. You're a wizard, Harry. A couple of guys with a couple of beers and a whole lot of pop culture nostalgia. Make it so, number one. Ladies and gentlemen, the Beatles. Name the dog in the ant. Life finds a way. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Now sit back and crack open a cold one, because it's time for Beer with Geeks. It comes in pints? Shaken, not stirred. Great Scott! I was way off. I knew it started with an S, though. Aww, yeah! It's time for another episode of the comic book Kaiju slash... Beer with Geeks. Today is a very special episode because we're doing a crossover event with one of my favorite podcasts in all of the podcasting multiverse, Beer with Geeks. And I have one half of the geeks. Well, we got to get both halves at some point, but uh, due to a baby being born and uh, some other things, the other half is not here with us, but we have a, a half that goes back. 12 years with me, uh, a former host of the Gotham podcast with myself and Hunter Camp. It is not only father, but husband, English teacher, music director, co-host of Beer with Geeks, co-host of Academy Rewind. It is the one and only Timothy PG, Tim Gannon. Hello, sir. Hello, Vactor. That was the nicest yeah. intro and even most encompassing intro I think I've ever had on a podcast before. <laughs> like, if Tim we go Gannon back deserves. Years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I do not deserve. No, it's, but it's thank you for having me. I, I am very excited to be on the Comic Book Kaiju podcast. Um, talking comic Excellent. books, which is wild. I don't yes. actually get to talk comic books on Beer with Geeks as much as as I'd like to. So um, this is good. I'm excited. Yes. And both you and Frank, I would say, are my number one DC guys. Because most of my friends, I'll put it this way, are Marvel zombies from way back. Mm -hmm. And I, I have few DC heads. But you and Frank are the two that I turn to. And especially when I got snapped away, when Thanos took me out and i came back and I was but like, you look great though because you know those those oh. <laughs> five years they're like yeah you know, yeah <laughs> when i came back in that hospital and monica rambo was like i saw her looking around i said i gotta get back to podcasting i gotta get back to reading comics uh but when i came back tim gannon was the first person i went to and i said what is going on in comic books right now and i also had a chat with you and frank as well so that has been very comforting to me as I've come back from the snap. So thank you for that, sir. Well, I'm happy to provide a but, nice little service for you. No problem. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But like I said, Tim is one of the most knowledgeable 
DC Comics fans that I know. And I was just listening to the latest episode of Beer with Geeks, and you guys were talking about the Green Lantern uh, Beware My Power. Yep. Mm -hmm. uh, And there was some other DC talk on that episode as well. So very much enjoying that. If anyone is not checking out Beer with Geeks, you should 100%. All right, stop what you're doing right now. Stop listening to this. Stop watching this on YouTube (laughs) and go listen to every single episode of Beer with Geeks. All right, are you done? All right, come back now. Okay, now thank you very much. Okay, so uh, let's start off this show, Mr. Gannon, with some interesting news. Now, well, actually, you know what? Before we get to the interesting news, let's just say real quick, Joker 2, Fole Adu, mm-hmm. has a release date, October 4th, 2024. Now, I don't know if I ever talked to you about the first Joaquin I don't think, Phoenix Joker. I don't think we've ever talked about the first one together. Yeah. Did you like it? <laughs> Is I, it a movie that you can like? I liked it. I didn't love it. Mm-hmm. My wife loved it. She watched it six times in the theater. I only saw it twice in the theater. Six she went times. and six times. had to see it six. many, many, many times. <laughs> yeah, six is good. I mean, that's so, it's fine. Yes. But yeah. Uh, also, wow. my wife is a Joker fanatic. I don't know if I ever told you that. Um, no, I did not know that about her. Yes. So she, even before I met her, she had Joker paraphernalia when I met her. Uh, also, Darth Vader. So she's kind of a villain. She's got a dark fan. side. She yeah, likes... she's got a villain fan. Yes. Yeah, that's good for her. Yeah. <laughs> So she loved Joker one um, and that her love also kind of translated where I think I enjoyed it more because mm-hmm. of her enjoyment. Mm-hmm. So I liked it, but I didn't love it. Uh, but what what say you, sir? What did you think about Joker? Um, I liked it a lot. It's I I think I liked it for the kind of like it's uh, I don't know, like chutzpah, like it like dared to tell this story almost. And and I thought like everyone really brought like, you know, a high level of achievement to the movie. And I Mm, said, well, that was really powerful. I will never, ever watch that again. And that's kind of (laughs) where I left it. Like it was kind of like a like a clockwork orange or something like that, where like I know it's well made. And I'm so very uncomfortable, and I never need to experience that again, unless I'm feeling like a like a, I'm feeling like a self masochist or anything like that. But yeah, um, so but the news of the second one weirdly excited me, like in a like Ooh. I was like I don't know why because I felt like that was a story that was told. It doesn't need to go any further. Like I that was it. Right. That's all I needed. But there's something about there's something about the title mixed with knowing that it's got a musical component mixed with Lady Gaga. And those are the things that I'm like, I'm now I need to see what you're doing. I'm just I'm just interested now. Yeah, I'm the same way where, like I said, musical, that's automatically like gets my spider sense tingling. What is this? What is what is going to be the. The makeup of this movie, what is going to be the the um, you know the DNA, the essence of it? So I'm interested to see what they pull together. Same director, you know, same cast for the most part. Um, I'm interested, but 2024? That's two years away. I know. That's Avengers: King Dynasty. Oh, is that really? Oh, when you put it like that, that feels like forever. <laughs> that feels like a forever wait. <laughs> Because when I saw 2024, I was like, well, that makes sense. I mean, obviously, it's not – you don't make – you don't 
pump out a movie in a year really anymore not something on this scope and scale with two stars that obviously have busy schedules and so like that alone you know like kind of pushes everything back a bit so i can understand so i can understand that um yeah but yeah it does seem also, far slight, when you put it in the kang dynasty like <laughs> box slight correction kang dynasty is 2025 but that's still okay. a long way that's two still years, long still, still a long way away yeah that's yeah, but you know what? Like, it doesn't also, mean summer twenty twenty four. It could, it, you know, it could be a year and a half. Maybe it's coming out in January or something. We don't know. Yeah. So no, um, wait. Do they have an actual? Is an October release date? Yes, October. Yes. Okay. So yeah, you know, that's a long time away. That's almost yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I retract but, my statement. <laughs> <laughs> While we wait, um, I actually forgot. I should have started this right because this is beer with kaiju. So I wanted to tell Tim Gannon. I don't drink alcohol, but for this episode specifically, I brought a root beer. That's an amazing beer to have on Beer with Geeks. And I, <laughs> honest to God, I think you're the first person in hundreds of episodes, you know, you know, a bunch of guests, Frank and I almost every week <laughs> to ever do this. So congratulations. You, you, get, an, you get an award for that. Because Yay! it is because now, it is beer with geeks, and I am using this episode. Uh, you can tell you finish yours, and I'll actually say what I do have as a beer. Because um, ah, yes. I, you know, I'm obligated under our contractual agreements to actually <laughs> drink a beer. Although this is the finest mug root beer, I will have to say I enjoy A and W root beer more. It is my root beer of choice, but unfortunately. The gas station that I went to was out, so I said, let me grab this mug root beer. But I am also a root beer connoisseur, so that's Really? Did not know yes. that. I, I also prefer A&W. It is a, it is a superior root beer. I agree. Mug's yes. good, though. It's not, it's not bad. And you got it in your beer stein, too. Like, it's real, like it's real beer. You're the best. I, I, I had to break out all the stops. For Tim Gannon, I said, this has to be... Uh, uh, a proper beer with with geeks episode. This better than beer with geeks because you broke the system but made it better. Like <laughs> it's like it's even it's even better. Um, I am drinking a save the sound light lager from the Stony Creek Brewery. I was uh, in Mystic, Connecticut, a couple weeks ago. Took a family vacation. Went to the aquarium. My um, daughter and my niece and my nephew all love um, baby beluga so like we went to go see the actual baby beluga um oh wow so that they have there yeah it was very cool it was very very fun so i picked up some local beer while i was there because nice. that's the only way to get it and this one um uh actually goes uh a bit towards the long island sound but everything it they the um stony creek brewery partnered with a conservation effort to um help clean up and fight climate change um oh and nice. so yeah so i feel like I, I am contributing to saving the planet by drinking this beer i don't know how it works exactly tim gannon, but i gave the money that's fine <laughs> tim gannon is a superhero in my eyes in, oh, in more so ways kind. than one that's so kind <laughs> just so kind of you <laughs> so let's get to our big news of the week mr mm -hmm. gannon and i wanted to uh get you on specifically to talk about because, uh, like I said, you are the DC master. Um, mm. This week, DC slash Warner Brothers decided the upcoming Batgirl movie 
that we were all anticipating and looking forward to. Hey, what's that Batgirl movie going to be like? They said, nope, we're not going to give it to you. We're going to take it off the release schedule and it will not be on HBO Max. It will not be in theaters. So I don't know if we will ever see this movie in our lifetimes, Tim Gannon. After they filmed it, they were they were finished. They were in post-production. And they said, all right, let's just throw it on the shelf. It's not even worth putting it on this on the streaming service. What what do you what was running through your mind when you saw this news? I honestly thought it was a joke because the news was hit <laughs> came out from the New York Post first. I was like, that's not real news. That has to be fake. What is the post <laughs> that they're doing? Like they're like our they're like our regular regular uh, like our regular actual equivalent to the daily bugle uh, so i'm like is that real real news that you're putting out <laughs> and so i w- so when like other play- people like variety and hollywood reporter were actually putting it out there i was like oh man like come on i understand that like warner brothers discovery it like needs to like hunker down and save money and because they've not been you know they've they've not had a great market share and so they're like this is a good tax write-off and i'm like from a business point it maybe saves people's jobs and like when you look at it in a weird way so like i understand that but also just as a fan i'm like that's rude like like it's a (laughs) stupid it's a stupid decision because yeah babs is finally like you're finally giving her the spotlight you know a member of the bat family that's not batman is finally like getting their own movie that's not Halle yes. Berry's Catwoman. And, <laughs> and you know, and plus it would have been the second return of Michael Keaton as Batman yes. and and right. J.K. Simmons as Commissioner Gordon, you know, and I just I wanted to see all of that. And now I will see literally none of it. I will see none of that. <laughs> and I won't even see Brendan Fraser as as a DC villain. Like, it's just it's that to me is very upsetting. Like Edinburgh as Gotham, what an awesome filming location! What a great idea! Won't see that either. Like, it's just it's just upsetting that you know, in a in a in a world where we are actually inundated with comic book properties, like you just I don't have the time to watch them all. Like now, I actually have to pick yeah. and choose. And I've said before, right. like we grew up in the era of like, well, if you didn't watch David Hasselhoff's Nick Fury on Fox, then you might not get anything ever again. Yeah. So you yeah. better watch it. That's what we grew up with. So. Mm-hmm. So the fact that they can just cancel something like this and just be like, ah, hey, whatever, let's move on. Be like, what else are you canceling? What, like, what else am I right. never going to, what I feel like I'll never see? It just feels defeatist, and I, I hate it. Yeah. And this was something that the, now I don't know your thoughts on Bad Boys for Life, uh, but the directors of Bad Boys for Life and then um, a few episodes of Miss Marvel I thought they actually did a great job. And I'm going to probably butcher these names. Adil L. Arby and Bilal Fila mm-hmm. uh, were the directors. And we had Leslie Grace as Barbara Gordon. I feel That's who I feel bad for is the cast Me and too. crew. Me too. That's um, a as lot well of as the fans. Yep. That they were done. They finished it. Like it wasn't even like, oh, okay, we were in pre-production or we were halfway through or whatever it was. It was like they were done. And, and it's and there's and and also the fact that they just said oh yeah we're, you're just never gonna see it. it's like wait a minute give me the chance to dislike it give me the you know right I mean heck like just 
just give me the unfinished version. Like whatever you yeah, have, yeah. just throw it out there. I'll watch that. Yeah. I know it won't count for anything, <laughs> but at least I'll get to see the things that I wanted to see. Maybe. Yeah. Did I, you see Kevin Feige reach out to the directors? Um, I did. Was... I thought that was very nice of him, you know, to, to just be like, it actually, um, uh, I know that um, Edgar Wright and James Gunn also Ooh. reached out to them. Um, oh, nice. And their messages nice. were not made public, but the directors, like, you know, when their little message said, like, thanks to these guys for their experience for reaching out. Because, you know, obviously Edgar Wright worked a lot on Ant-Man and that never went anywhere. And James yeah. Gunn has had a lot of start and stops uh, over his career. And so it's and, you know, and they've uh, they've obviously made it right. You know, they've continued to mm -hmm. work and, and do big things and right. go on to even say better things. And so, like. It is kind of wild that like, like people's like actual real livelihoods depend on movies getting made. Like Leslie Grace, like she had a, a great like um, coming out in in the Heights, you know. And I was really looking forward to her version of Babs because she was very good in in the Heights. And now like, pfft, all right, now what? <laughs> no. Yeah. Apparently, it wasn't testing well though. So that's the the other thing that we have is that like that it it might not have been good. Which is something that we're yeah. not we're not really talking about. Um, there's a possibility right. that it could have been very bad. It could have been a very bad movie, <laughs> and like, um, and that could have actually hurt people's career. Ended up hurting people's careers, and so it doesn't necessarily it doesn't necessarily mean it killed all of their momentum. Maybe it actually saved it. Like, but we just don't know because we haven't seen it. Right. Yeah, it's just very um, interesting because. It's kind of unprecedented. I've never seen this happen before where the movie was done and we had everybody was looking like we already knew it was coming out or we were looking forward to it. And then they just kind of cut it off. So that to me was interesting. And then also they've now come out. I don't know if you saw this today with their 10 year plan. Mm -hmm. And it's very Marvel-esque uh, where they're you know, trying to give the fans hope and trying to give them a runway of, Hey, look what, this is what we're going to, we're going to give it to you. We're going to give you all these titles. Um, I've seen I that just before. Don't... It's empty promises. Yeah. 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 It's just, it's very difficult to uh, believe until we see something until we actually get some good stuff. And a lot is riding on that Ezra Miller flash movie. Yep. Which it looks like that's going to be the linchpin of everything where Flashpoint is going to reset everything. And I just, without even knowing who is Superman, without knowing who is going to be, is the Robert Pattinson Batman going to be part of this? Like, there's just so many murky things to me that. Yep. Because they, it's just they, a lot of it, uncertainty, and there there were hard lines before, right? You know, like Pattinson's a great example where like that was its own thing. They've said repeatedly, it's its own thing in its own time, its own universe, its own place. Same with Joker, yeah, right. And they've they've done both of those films did really really well, especially Joker. Um, and so like then it becomes weirdly nebulous all of a sudden when there's when there's new management, like what what becomes management dictation over right like letting you know letting creatives kind of work their work their way if everything mm -hmm. is hinging on the flash movie and i think i think zavoff said something about like they've seen shazam and aquaman and um 
and the flash and they liked all of them and they're excited like where that's going so so maybe it just means that like their 10-year plan kind of just starts with the flash and moves forward but instead of just you know maybe their 10-year plan is just bridging back to another justice league movie and and that wasn't the intention before yeah so i don't know yeah hopefully in two years when joker 2 is out Hopefully we'll have a better road road. I hope uh, so. Two years, like I've been waiting for Black <laughs> Adam. What feels like since The Rock was still wrestling, and now like I, you know, whatever, whatever. Yeah. It'll come That's, when it comes. You know what's crazy? I saw a screenshot of the announcement of Black Adam, and The Rock was like a hundred pounds lighter. Like he he had hair. Like yeah. he looked like a different person, and I. In the back of my mind, I always had that where I was like, when is that Black Adam movie going to come out? And we just we just weren't hearing anything about it. Um, so I thought it was dead. I thought it, was, it wasn't going to happen. Um, I but... think he personally really fought for it to happen. It probably would have died if it wasn't for him. That's that. So usually it's kind of been my take on it for a while. And so but you know what? Yeah. All that time, he's only just gotten better as being Dwayne Johnson, right? Being an actor or yeah. whatever. So like I didn't really want to see Scorpion King Dwayne Johnson as Black Adam, <laughs> but I right. though who yeah. he is now, sure. Like, yeah, he's had yeah. a lot of experience a lot of experience under his belt now. And think about how comic book movies have matured from 2013 till 2024, you know, 2022, 2023. Um it's it's also interesting to see that um just the whole industry change from that standpoint as well. Mm-hmm. And you know what this actually reminded me of? So today, as we record this, the Sandman came out on Netflix, all 10 episodes of mm-hmm. the Sandman. Joseph Gordon Levitt was originally attached to a Sandman movie mm-hmm. going back to 2013. So he dropped off in 2016. And I was, I was just kind of doing some research before, um, cause I was thinking like, whatever happened to Joseph Gordon Levitt? Cause I, I remember hearing about it, but I forgot exactly what the details were. So I went back and looked it up 2016, Joseph Gordon Levitt disagreed with the then management that came in very similar to what Discovery's doing. They came in and told Warner brothers and kind of was, was shaping the direction. And he said, no, this is not what I want out of a Sandman project. So I'm going to let those guys do their thing and I'm going to step back from it. And I was just like, man, it's crazy that Warner brothers, it just keeps on happening and there's no Kevin Feige. There's no guiding force for Warner brothers right now. Like telling them this is the way it's going to be. And and all of our movies are going to fall in line versus how it had always been when we grew up, where it was the Michael Keaton, Batman is over here. The Christopher Reeve Superman is over here. Right. And everything, nothing connects. So yeah, technically they have Walter Hamada because he's the president of DC films. Right. And so they uh, do have somebody who almost quit today. Apparently that was in the news cycle right. too, because yeah, I saw that nobody yeah. told him that they were pulling back girl <laughs> off the release <laughs> schedule. So just as like a general basic, like leadership idea, like the communication is apparently not very good. <laughs> At, <laughs> at Warner Brothers Discovery, just like really basic stuff, like casting crew, I fi- I do not agree with not telling them, but like I feel like the guy in charge should know from like just his boss what's happening. Like it's pretty sad. Right. It, it it's yeah. it's pretty sad, and 
Um, yeah, I don't know. You're right, though. It just like it keeps <laughs> happening. But like going back to Joseph Gordon-Levitt, like whoever like said like, oh, well, they're making Sandman. That's a DC property. So we should include that in like the 10 year plan or whatever. But like, have you, like, do you know what it is before you even <laughs> decide to like do that? Which is where the Feige thing comes in. Like, at least he knows what properties yes, right. like fit inside and he doesn't just give people what they're asking for either right he people mm-hmm. have been wondering where spider-man and the x-men are and like all the you know whatever and he's like or fantastic four whatever he's like when the time is right they will appear like the end like that you know that's that's it um yeah and, and look DC at those properties before right and not not only dc but even marvel when they sold off all of their properties to, you know, when they were going bankrupt and Universal got a piece and Sony got a piece and all these people. Yep. Merrill Lynch. And it was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. nobody knew what to do with these characters and the movies weren't great. And so once nope. we got everything under Marvel and, and that was like there was a unifying force, then it was like the result and the product was much better. So hopefully we can get that out of D.C., um, it's true. Now, Although to be to be fair, the X, a lot of the X Men Fox movies are good, and uh, the a vast majority, mm, half of the Sony Spider Man movies are good. I want to say the vast majority. <laughs> that's like yeah, that's too much. Yeah, um, yeah. So like it, there it there were the good movies yeah. previous to um to Marvel Studios, but they were also all produced or at least worked on by Kevin Feige because he was on mm-hmm. that very first yeah. X-Men movie. Right. So like the, the Marvel movies have always had Kevin Feige from what we would say yeah. the the modern inception of the comic book movie with X-Men count blade maybe. Um, and then yeah. like moving all the way up, like Kevin's always been there and DC does not have, has never had that. Yeah. And I was hoping it would be Jeff Johns, but as we've seen, it just hasn't, under his tutelage, it didn't come together. And then even when, when Jim Lee took over as, as head of DC, it was like, it just, nothing has come of, you know, having just one, one vision or one person um, so far. So hopefully we can get the right guys in there. Now, did you see this HBO discovery plus HBO max discovery plus merger? That's going to happen between these streaming services. Yep, I did see that. I also saw bits of their presentation where it was like HBO is male centric and Discovery Plus yeah. is female centric, and people were like, "Is that?" That was weird. It's weird. It's kind of weird now. Yeah. And to be fair, like certain, like certain properties, certain types of shows have larger male or female audiences, and I feel like maybe that's what they were just talking about. Like, but it's like. Are you saying that these like to say that HBO is is like Spike TV and yeah, like right. it because it's not right. like it's it's not right. And Discovery is what well, women's uh, life TV or something. Life Lifetime TV, TV genre genre yeah. um, uh, genre dumb or something like home of genre. Yes. Home of genre dumbs because yeah. I have the slide up. HBO oh, okay. Max is home of fandoms and Discovery Plus is home, home of genre dumbs. So they That's... just invented a word. They sure did. Um, I just, which is and whatever. You could just say another, genres. You uh, don't somebody, have to say. You don't have to call it a <laughs> right. Dumb. Exactly. Like yeah, yeah. Somebody on Twitter pointed this out. I don't know who it was, but on the the franchises card that they put up, it was like they split out. Okay, um, there's a Batman, Wonder Woman, Superman, 
instead of being just like DC. And mm. then it was Shark Week, Game of Thrones, the 90 Day Fiance Universe, Ooh. and then the w- Wizarding World of Harry Potter. So mm. I thought that was weird that that they put the Trinity up there. And well, I've had a problem for a long time. This is going back to the DC animated stuff where it was they could only make Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, and then Justice League movies. And we mm-hmm. we barely got Green Lantern stuff. We barely got like Flashpoint later. But especially in the early days, it was like, and I love those characters, as you know. I love Batman. I love uh, Superman yeah. and Wonder Woman. But I love the whole DC universe. So right. I want every character to have their Shine, their, their moment in the spotlight. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And, you know, Batman's my favorite. So, like, great more Batman content for me. Superman's my second favorite. So great more Superman content for me. Like, maybe. <laughs> but, like, I'm wearing a Justice Society shirt right now. I love the Justice yeah. Society. You're wearing a Flash shirt. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, we're, like <laughs> it's not just about those three. And it's it's almost weird when they're, like, in Wonder Woman. Go, like, mm-hmm, yeah. Like, yeah, she had a show. <laughs> <laughs> and then she had a movie and then another movie and like like it's just not anywhere to the same level as as Batman yeah. or or Superman even to, to a lesser extent right. which you know um yeah so yeah but it, and it is i can understand like not throwing up blue beetle and booster gold like dc you know like cuz but but there are other characters and by not letting those other right. characters shine like you're you're only shooting yourself in your own foot yeah so come on, DC, give us the whole universe because we love these characters. We love this universe. Um, and actually, I ju- we just had a talk on the comic book Kaiju um, about mainstream characters and letting them evolve and letting them change. And you look at like, OK, they allowed Nightwing to age up a little bit, but mm-hmm. now he's kind of like locked in place and they've allowed these other characters. But it's always with Bruce and Clark and actually we could talk a little bit about some change that's been going on with Clark. We uh, could. Yeah. Coming up here. Uh, but yeah, that was just, all of that stuff is interesting about HBO max discovery coming in and canceling everything. And I'm just, when you look at that comic con presentation, Marvel versus DC. And it was like, I felt like DC was a toddler on their tricycle and Marvel came in on their Harley Davidson and revved mm-hmm. up and everybody was ready to go. And I just felt kind of sad for DC, like Shazam and, and um, uh, Black, Black Adam, Adam were the only things. But what is wild is that there was other stuff out there. So obviously like they could have shown Batgirl footage, but obviously yeah. that was like, that was a red, that should have been a red flag. Um, you know, for this unprecedented event, um, Blue Beetle is done filming. They could have shown some Blue Beetle content. Um, they could have shown Flash content. You know, like I know Ezra Miller is the problem child of Hollywood right now, but that movie is already made. Like him being a weird kid or a weird guy <laughs> is really not going to affect the outcome of that movie. It's just not right because. Like he got paid whether you release right. it or not. Like that <laughs> that's done. So just give me the damn flash movie so I can watch Michael Keaton return as Batman, which is probably not the yes. reason I should be the most excited for the flash movie. Um, but if Ezra Miller was a better person, I probably more excited for his return as the flash, but you know, 
My son is named Ezra, and I, I feel kind of bad. Like I feel like he's given all oh, Ezra's a bad name everywhere, but you're like, um, no, it's a great name. It's so yeah. old. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. You're a Jedi. So, yeah. <laughs> like no, yes, that's, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Which actually that was my inspiration, but um, was that'll it? be nice. another episode. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Actually, so w- real quick, little side tangent. When my wife uh came to me with naming options, mm-hmm. In my head, I had two things that I wanted. I said, I want him to be able to have like a nickname, like a, you can shorten it and have a, a nickname. And then also I wanted it to have like a comic book Star Wars tied to it. Mm-hmm. So we came down to Ezra and Ollie, Oliver. So it was going to be great names. Yeah, you know, I can yeah. call him Ollie or I can call mm-hmm. him Oliver. And then Ezra, even though not like a traditional shortening but i was i call him e or ez mm-hmm. and he had that star wars tied to it so that's that was the one that we went with and actually um if we have another oliver uh, if we have another boy oliver mm-hmm. will be his name that's great so i love that see that's but those are great yeah. those are great names i also had that mandate kind of in not mandate but it was in my head like how can i make this work my daughter's name is eloise um and ah. so i was like which is not a superhero name or anything necessarily it's it's a rip on a family name but like if you look at the name you can extract lois out from it um Ooh. and the beginning of it is l so you get superman and lois in the same name nice. uh and that's just almost for me like you know because and we don't even call her l or lois we call her wheezy like we don't even call her Louise. so nice. um which yeah. actually that actually has another tie. So uh, Louise Simonson uh, had a long run at tenure at Marvel, and they called her Wheezy. So that also is another That's good. I like that. That's good. Hey, <laughs> that's even better. So, yeah, the the Gannon and Vactor households are full of comic ties. I, I think that's the takeaway from this episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, that was the, the, the big news that came out this week that I wanted to talk about. Um, I also wanted to talk to Mr. Gannon about what what we've currently been reading or um even kind of watching uh the Harley Quinn show if you're not watching Harley Quinn on HBO Max you need to change that right now because that i would say is my favorite show on TV right now it's not animated i mean it whether it's animated or live action it's like it's just hands down my favorite show on TV every episode makes me laugh from start to finish Mm-hmm. Uh, so I I am completely caught up on Harley Quinn. Paper Girls came out, which is based on the Brian K. Vaughn comic book, which I love. Um, and then, like I said, today the Sandman came out, so I wanted to get caught up on that. Um, is there anything comic wise that you've been enjoying uh, recently besides the Green Lantern movie? Um, well, I am also watching Harley Quinn, and I agree, it's like a yes. must watch on the day of. I'm caught up. Like it's just it's just yes, yeah. It's the, so... the Court of Owls. I was laughing so hard. No, you know, obviously it parodies and spoofs everything, but like it, you know, like when it's, I don't want to spoil it, but like when it's revealed, like what their like actual intention is in my mind, I was like, this makes sense. This is probably actually what they would do. Like, this is like this, like uh, comics are PG, PG 13. Harley is definitely R. And I feel like that's more real. That was more real to me than anything. Um, 
that they put out this. Oh, yeah, no, I, I love that. I also want to watch Sandman. <laughs> I gotta I gotta catch up to that. This is not strictly comic related, but um, but they have made comics of it. But um, Prey also came out. Um, as we're recording yes, this, the I, new Predator I movie. Yes. I watched about I five minutes of it before recording this episode. It's very pretty. That's as far as I got. Okay, Looks good. Cool. Yeah, looks good. Um, um, yeah, very interesting. Also, Rise yeah. of the T- uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the movie came yeah. out on Netflix. Yeah, I want to check got that a, out. That got announced also, today too. The Lego Star Wars block party came out on Disney Plus. So I also want to get to that. We have, I have not had a chance to. Uh, There's watch also that a one Weird yet. Al um, parody yes. music video that goes along with that, and that we I don't think Weird Weird Al has not parodied Star Wars since Episode One. So I am. Yeah, that was right. the first yeah. Weird Al song I ever heard. Was the saga begins? So oh, nice. Yeah, nice. so I am. I'm on board for that too. Yeah, so there's tons. I mean, there's there's tons of content out there. You can barely keep up with it all because there was like a week or a week and a half where there was nothing. And so yeah, now yeah, and so now I'm like, I feel like I'm racing to the finish line to watch all these things. Yeah, and August is crazy. Um, she Hulk is coming out in two weeks. Um, mm-hmm. I'm very excited for that. Which did you watch the um the teaser trailer that came out? Uh, I did during Comic Con. I did. Every bit I see more of, I'm a little more excited because I loved the comic that it's like really taking its inspiration from. I loved those runs, so I yes. hope it's just kind of like that. And that's what I loved about it was the tone of it. And I, you know, as soon as she turned to the camera, I just put my fist in the air, and and my wife was like, "What are you doing?" I was like, "She's talking to the camera. She's breaking the fourth wall." So, like, I that's what I want out of mm-hmm. it. Um, I want that that light tone. Um, so yeah, I'm very much looking forward to, uh, She-Hulk when that, when that airs. Um, so yeah, th- those are the kind of, uh, TV wise stuff. Um, as far as comic books, Mr. Gannon, I told you specifically because, um, I was catching up on Nightwing, mm-hmm. which by the way, that's going to be our book of the month for the comic book. Oh, you, yeah. uh, volume five one out of, of five. Nightwing. And I, yep. A hundred percent. I did a little uh, YouTube video on it as well. If you're interested, if you're watching this on YouTube, you can check that out on uh, our YouTube channel. But as I was catching up on Nightwing, uh, Jonathan Kent um, crossed over and he was in it. And there was a crossover mm-hmm. issue. Yep. And I said, oh, I should probably be reading Superman's Son of Kal-El. Because when that came out, like I saw it and it, uh, like I told you, I got snapped away. Mm-hmm. I was gone for so long. I was thinking, for some reason, Jonathan was Christopher Kent, and I was thinking the. Oh, if you the remember the Richard son Donner, of Zod. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's what I was thinking he was. And so when I was reading it, I was like, "Wait a minute!" And I had to kind of realign and and uh, readjust. Mm-hmm. And then also, they they just uh, out of nowhere, they're like, "Oh yeah, I know who he is. Like I know his identity," and they're calling him kent and i was oh, like sure. wait a minute i didn't know <laughs> superman's identity was out so i was like like mind blown like this is like what so it's superman's a lot to, that's, a, that's actually a lot to absorb like just picking up off yeah. the shelf um yeah superman's identity's been um, public for a couple years now right yeah since dang, uh, it was during man. bendis's run um yeah <sighs> yeah it was all and about like that inspiring was... people blah 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 the superman thing yeah i need to actually um go back because I 
like when I when I actually got snapped was when Bendis started at DC. That was I when okay. I all right. left, and so okay. when I came back, I was like, "Wait a minute! All this stuff happened." Um, it's wild, but yeah. That, so I, that so wasn't I, that long. That's just a couple of years. It wasn't. That's not a huge amount of time. Um, but yeah. a lot apparently has happened in that amount of time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, and Tom Taylor was writing both. He wrote uh, Nightwing, and he wrote the Superman Son of Kal El. So mm-hmm. I got to tell you. I'm completely caught up on Son of Kal-El. I loved this book. The um this character as was one I was you know I I remember seeing him and they had the Super Sons comic with him and Damien mm-hmm. and I was like, "Oh, okay, he's a little kid." And then all of a sudden, wait a minute, he's a teenager. Like I missed all of that when he got aged up. Um so can you give me a little background, a little I sure History can. Of yeah, John. <laughs> yeah, sure. yeah. So, so Jonathan, so Jonathan comes from uh, like a different universe, right? So, like, because this is oh, because they were they were still reconciling the New Fifty Two, and so there was this book that came out where Superman Lois and Jonathan, who were like the original Prime Superman Lois, had a kid named. And they called him Jonathan and they somehow magically appeared in this new rebooted DC universe and they like <laughs> kept a low profile and all this stuff. And then like a bunch of stuff happened in which the new 52 Superman like magically disappeared as people do in in comics. Like that was like a thing where they both existed <laughs> and then they like merged together to form the ultimate regular Superman that we know. And so but then like other crises happened like the the doomsday clock happened and all that stuff so oh, right yeah right. Right. so between doomsday clock happening and um uh dark multiverse happening not talk more was it dark multiverse um, um dark knights metal dark knights metal yeah um yeah all that stuff kind of coming out and be, like the dc rule is now that everything is all everything in comics has ever that ever has been published actually <laughs> happened Like, and so, and like, but it comes in flashes from what they like remember and what they don't remember. And just because it's, they just know they live in a universe where time is just kind of flubby and things change and whatever. And they all just kind of roll with it now and they just kind of just move on and it's whatever. Um, And so, so Jonathan was the kid. He was about 10 for a while, best friends with Damien. Um, And then uh, when Bendis started writing, he reintroduced Jor-El, who is still alive, Superman's father, right? And, um, yep, and what? he's, like, not a great person, <laughs> just fine. Um, not the Jor-El, the, not the kind of saintly god figure that we love. He's not a terrible person. He's just... Kind of like the Smallville Jor-El. Yeah, it, you know what? It's a lot like the Smallville Jor-El. That's a great comparison. Okay. He's a lot like that one. Um, and so, uh, basically, he, like... Uh, a lot of adventures, whatever else. And so his thing was like, I'm going to go to space and I'm going to take Jonathan and Lois with me. Superman's going to stay here. And while in space adventures happen and Jonathan ages up and he like comes back, <laughs> he comes back uh, 17, 18 years old. Okay. Yeah. I truthfully, yeah. it wasn't great. Like, like aging him up, I wasn't really on board with it for a, a long time because then Jonathan went off to join the Legion of Superheroes, um, which is another book that Bendis was, uh, is writing. Um, and like more adventures happened there, and that was okay. But it really wasn't until 
Superman goes off to War World. He's like, I got to go free these ancient Kryptonians that are trapped on War World, which is the action comic story that's going on right now. Superman's oh, losing okay. his powers a bit. So that's why he's got the, the gray temples and stuff. He's like, oh, being his powers are diminishing um, based off of a story, like another story that happened where they're they're oh. not gone. And who's writing they're, that? Um, Philip uh, Kennedy Johnson is writing action, okay. which is great. I do recommend the this new action. Um, OK, I need book to, that's, I need to that's get coming that. out. Yeah, he's basically there with the authority. He took a bunch of people. So he took Midnighter and Apollo, oh. um, Natasha Irons. Um, not he didn't take Constantine with him. He took some magician. Oh, he took Enchantress. Um, it was a weird mishmash of, of people. But um, okay. but they're off trying to free Warworld. They're doing like a ben-hur spartacus thing hey, um ah. actually you know what it's, it's more like john carter of mars that's exactly like what it is like you know you've, okay. you've probably seen the images of him in like the arena with the chest plate and the you know the yes. um, gladiator outfit um so they're like they're kind of going full like slavery rebellion you know gladiator ah. meets john carter meets superman kind of thing okay that kind of reminds me of uh world war hulk too of that like the yes it's it's like a little it's a similar to that in a lot of ways okay. it's it's been great gotcha. it's it's been really good and that's action um, that's action yeah and okay. so um so then so john it's so like superman knew that he was going so it was all about all right jonathan so now it's time for you to kind of step up and be superman like you're no longer superboy there needs to be a superman for earth mm. and so as you know, you read Son of Kal-El. It's all about him trying to figure yes. out what is his version of Superman. Um, yes. Like, and uh, yeah, it's been good. I don't love the book, truthfully. I, I like the character. It, it, it took until Tom Taylor to get a hold of him. Um, and like, especially his interactions with Nightwing, um, the, yes. his stuff in Dark Crisis, like that stuff. I'm like, I'm like, uh, even Future State, Jonathan, like I am like, oh, okay. uh, to an extent, like I, I'm, I like his youthful Gen Z version of Superman. Like, how would this work? Um, and so, um, but yeah, it's been it's been okay. Does that did, yeah, was that know, a good enough history lesson? Yeah, excellent. Um, all of our listeners right now are going out and purchasing all of the uh, the books that you talked about. I very much applaud your recap. Um, yeah, so I was very interested to check out more from Tom Taylor because he's everything that he's been writing. Like I said, that Nightwing is my favorite, probably my favorite book of this year. Mm -hmm. It's out it, and it's, last year. I don't read every issue right away because I, you know, I get comics every Tuesday, Wednesday, you know, depending on the company and whatever. And some will be like, I'll wait for that one to build a bit to let it go. But Tom, Ta I am reading his books. That day, that next day, if I can help it, because I don't want them ruined or spoiled for me on the internet. And I just really like his writing; it's so organic. Um, every and he he does this wonderful thing where he actually makes characters characters. Where you know, like that's mm -hmm. distinctly Dick Grayson to me. You know, that's distinctly Barbara Gordon. That is distinctly Jonathan Kent. That's distinctly Superman. Yes. That's Lois. You know, like whatever. And not every sadly that's that's really hard you know to have those care all those characters voices and be able to balance them um right you know so it's good a hundred percent yeah and i you know the essence of his character 
Jonathan, it feels like it's very much like a combination to me of Peter Parker and Clark Kent. Um, there's that, that sense of responsibility and they want to help out everyone in the world. They don't want anyone to go um, to hurt or to lack. Mm -hmm. So I, I really did kind of fall in love with his character in the son of Kal-El book. I didn't like him in, in other books or if anything that I'd seen before um, seeing how he's trying to, trying to fit in without having a, first he tried to have a secret identity and then um, trying to just kind of get his footing and, and his balance. And he's got his father's reputation, you know, that kind of cloud of, I have to live up to my dad, my dad's Superman. And I have mm -hmm. to live up to this. Um, so I I'm very much enjoyed that. Um, actually, I, I am caught up on it. So I was going to say the first volume, but I'm I'm completely caught up on Son of Kal El, and um, just yeah, very interesting stuff. What they're doing with his character and and uh, Superman in general. Yeah. But I think I because it's like, kind of like yeah. Oh, oh, sorry. Go ahead. You can you can go first. Oh, oh sorry. I was just going to say real quick. It's kind of like the uh, Miles Morales thing in in Spider Man where it's. Oh, you're not Miles Morales. You are Spider Man, and it's like the same thing with Superman. Like you are Superman. Like you're not mm -hmm. Superman's son. You are Superman. So Correct. that title, like, yeah, it, it means, means a lot. Has weight yeah. to it. And what I think both uh, Tom Taylor and Philip Kennedy Johnson are are doing really well is that they are letting other characters work off of that and build like Jonathan along with that. Like there is the sense of respect for Jonathan and like, and the Superman moniker, the, the S shield, like in a way that not every, like just because they have an S on their chest doesn't mean that they have that, you know, that aura, that ability. But like when, when Jonathan shows up, it's a big deal. Like they rely on him in a way. And I, what I like about Jonathan, especially in this, like, 17 18 year old however he's supposed to be like he's kind like and i think like that's mm -hmm. what i love about superman so much is that he's a kind person um yes and that you know like he's a give you the cape off his back just as much as he will like you know pick up the building for you or save the cat from the tree or destroy the alien ship whatever needs to be done and jonathan follows suit with that but in his own way it is distinctly different from his father um but there's still just they just radiate goodness and i think that the writing and the art both lend itself to that really well and some really cool moments i don't know if you're reading dark crisis yet but this um yes the second issue of dark crisis has like an amazing jonathan moment where like you know like character is gonna get it and jonathan shows up and it's just like watching like Clark or Superman show like Superman show yeah. up and, like, and it's just like it's yeah. like a cheer moment in the same way and it's like it made me really realize that like wow I really actually do care about him as a character and I'm like excited that he's here so it's yeah good. yeah so I'm going to continue with that uh John Timms is the artist I guess he did the art on Infinite Frontier as well mm -hmm. um, he was on have Harley you read Quinn of... for a long he was on Harley Quinn for a long time Ooh. yeah okay um have you read any of Deceased also by Tom Taylor. Yeah, I've yeah, I love Deceased. It's it's great okay. fun. Yeah, there. Um, DC's that. um uh like we're fighting monsters books are stellar. They're like low key, so enjoyable. Um, the uh, Deceased, which is zombies. Um, DC versus vampires is great. Yes, um, I, I have been so reading that fun. One, yes. Yeah, it's so yeah. fun. Um, 
So, uh, yeah, t- anything Tom Taylor writes, I turned on to him because he was writing the Injustice comic, which like ah yes yes yeah yeah I don't love Injustice I don't love Evil Superman or anything like that, but he is some of the greatest character comic book moments are like come from him like he really nails the DC universe he just understands how they all work and operate and who they yeah. are individually. Did you read any of uh, Dark Knights of Steel? Uh, yeah, I'm as caught up as I can be on Dark Knights of Steel right now. Okay. Um, which is also very good. I need to get to that one. Um, okay. I am enjoying that one. That one is one I can let a few issues build because there's a there's a lot of politics involved. And so it like I just kind of like I don't want to forget things. So it's easier to let oh, them right. build. It kind of reminds yeah. me of um, what was that Neil Gaiman Marvel book where in Elizabethan England? Oh, the Six, 16... 16 oh, yeah, I couldn't yeah, remember the like, number. Yeah, 16-something. It's like, of course, I'm looking at my comic shelf like over on the other side of the computer, but like there's... A 1602. Boxes. 1602, yeah. Yes. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of that. It's got that like, oh, okay. oh, you know, like this character is the Inquisition or whatever, but they're all made ah, up. Ah, yes. Yeah, but instead of it yeah, being Elizabeth like King England, Arthur. It's, yeah, exactly. It's, a, it's made okay. up kingdoms, but it's got some fun... Gotcha. Fun twists, good characters. Okay, yeah, I'll check that out for sure. Um, everything that uh, Tom Taylor has done. Also, I always get confused with Tom King, who I also love. But the you and the Toms. rest of the internet, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I love Toms both of them. Been... Very so different, but yeah, yes. they are. Yeah, they're yeah. they're both excellent writers. They've both like... been knocking out of the park. Mm-hmm. Um, well, excellent, Mister Gannon. I think. That's going to bring this episode of, we're going to call this, like I said, this is a crossover episode. We're going to call this Beer with Kaiju, the comic book Kaiju and Beer with Geeks crossover. I think part one has been a success and we need to get Mr. Ramblings in here on a future episode. We'll get uh, him. But thank He'll you very come. much for joining me, Tim. Thank you for having me. Like I, like we said at the beginning, like, you know, it's been 12 years since we, you know, first started podcasting together and it's like, we never stopped. It's been, it's, yeah. that was, that's been great. So thanks for having me. Yes. Pleasure. And everyone who is listening to this, go check out the Patreon for thought bubble audio, which is the, um, the cup, the, Oh, how do you call it? The production company or the, um, the yeah, I guess it's our, yeah, it's our podcast. network, our production company. Yeah. I, I like production company. That's a nice way of putting it. So we have a, yes. a, a number of shows um, under that banner from Frank Ramblings and myself and a bunch of other people. Um, so we've been fortunate to be successful. So um, Patreon yes. is a big part of that. And there's a nice back catalog of uh, episodes and shows that you and Frank have done together. Um I've enjoyed everything you two have put out. So um, continue to do good work, my friend, and uh, I will continue to support you. And uh, we will also, our listeners will support you as well. Um, Don't forget this episode of the comic book Kaiju is part of the Geek So To Speak podcast network, including the Sandbox Gamers, which is our video game podcast, Treknological, which is our Star Trek podcast, which we... We've had Frank Ramblings. We need to schedule a Tim Gannon episode of Technological. Oh, I'll be there. Uh, are you watching Lower Decks? I am watching Lower Decks. Okay. Yeah. About halfway through Actually, season two and very much anticipating season three. 
Yes. Okay. You know what? Uh, we're on a hiatus right now uh, because Shaf, our other host, um, has relocated to the Pacific Northwest. But when we come back, our plan is for um, Lower Decks. So perhaps you can join us for those. We will off air. We'll talk about that. Okay. Um, Geek, so to speak, our Geek News podcast, which has 200 episodes. You can go uh, listen to all the back catalog. Um, all of those are on the geek, so to speak, dot com slash network or slash podcast. Sorry. No, it is slash network. I'm sorry. Geek, so to speak, dot com slash network. Um, then you can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram. We are just CBK pod, which is comic book kaiju. Um, thank you very much for listening to us. If you're watching on YouTube right now, um, not only is this, is this Tim Gannon's first youtube video it is my first youtube video actually yeah so yeah yeah if you enjoy not only the dulcet tones of tim gannon but the pleasurable uh viewing experience please leave us a comment down below and let us know what you thought about all of the dc stuff that we talked about on this episode um you can like us uh also click that notification bell for all of the new episodes that come out um, on the comic book kaiju I'm, I'm trying to put out as much content as possible i'm actually putting out daily um short form content in the form of youtube shorts instagram reels and tiktok um i gotta remember all of them but i'm trying to put out as much comic book news and info as possible i did a little character spotlight on the joker this morning so if anybody is interested go check that out i love uh, those but- reels i told you that off air but I, those reels are great they're just they're bite-sized nuggets of goodness. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, so yes, thank you very much for joining us, Tim. And like I said, everyone out there, if you're listening right now, definitely subscribe to Beer with Geeks. If you're not subscribed, um, check them out. Beerwithgeeks.com, Thought Bubble Audio, all the things you can subscribe to. And I want to let everybody know that Tim Gannon loves comics, and you should too. <laughs> <laughs>